What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 10 of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. This will be your podcast for everything Cincinnati sports. Um, I'm Parker Fields here with my co-host, Donnie Menke, and we will always have all the news, all the all the stats, all the breakdowns of everything Cincinnati sports and get you guys the best content out there. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the Bengals' 27-15 to win over the Miami Dolphins on Thursday Night Football. I was there, and it was, it was fun in there. The stadium was rocking. And that definitely had something to do with the win. All the crowd there, everybody going crazy. And, uh, yeah, I, it was a very good win for the Bengals, and it really impressed me. Donnie, you got anything to say just real quick about it? I wasn't expecting Tyler Boyd to have the highest quarterback rating going into the <laughs> night, but <laughs> it was interesting, interesting yeah. to say the least. It, it was definitely a big win for the Bengals. Definitely a big win. We talked about it, how if they get this win, we'd feel pretty much back to neutral, how we felt about them before the season. If they got back to two and two, they took care of business and they got back to two and two. So I'd say for you and me, at least, we're both definitely probably feeling similar to how we felt before the season in terms of expectations now. Yeah, definitely pretty close to preseason levels right now. Um, the running game still a massive concern. But the rest of the team looked pretty good. Even without DJ Reader, the run defense held up fairly well. Um, passing, Eli Apple got the better end of Tyreek Hill again. <laughs> um, the line looked better. The the play calling continued to get a little better. It just, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better than I did even six days ago. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'll go over the stats a little bit here. Joe Burrow, 287, two touchdowns, 20 of 31 passing. Um, they really didn't air it out as much as I thought they would. And he was just efficient, had a really good game, another game of over 60% uh, completion percentage. I know that's an NFL record. I don't know the number, but I heard the stat the other day that he has an NFL record for most games in a row with a 60 uh, 60% completion percentage. Um, Joe Mixon, 24 carries, 61 yards. He struggled to break tackles once again. Um, I saw Donnie posted a stat that, like, he's only – what was it? He's breaking, like, point – what was the stat? I saw you liked it on He's Twitter. breaking less than one tackle per carry. The yeah, that's the what it was. Last year was Jamal it was like Williams 0.5. Yeah, it was, like, 0.5, right? Yeah, it was either 0.5 or 0.8. It was one of those. But, um, yeah, it's it's – really bad right now like i don't even know what like is it is the ankle bothering him that bad like i, I don't he just doesn't look like himself right now yeah he really yeah. doesn't he looked like himself in the steelers game i thought he looked pretty decent but since the steelers yeah. game he's just really really not playing well and um, according to social yeah. media he might even be tipping the plays yeah i saw that yeah i saw that upright versus leaning forward which I know I saw some people say, delete this before the NFL season. It's like, man, if it's a, a fan on Reddit found it, can you imagine if NFL coaches are like, can you yeah. imagine what they, what they know about it? Like, <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, T Higgins, seven catches, 124 yards, another big day for him. Like I said, I predicted that he would have a big game this game, and he did. He played great. Another big game for him. Jamar Chase, four catches for 81 yards. That's the usual Chase stat line right there. A little more production, but that's the usual 20.2 yards per catch that we expect to have Chase big plays from him. Mm -hmm. Tyler Boyd, two catches, 47 yards. Hayden Hurst, three receptions, 27 yards. And then defense, Von Bell had two picks, of course. For the Dolphins, you had Teddy Bridgewater, 193 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Of course, Tua went down with that serious injury. Hope all is well for Tua and hope he has a speedy recovery. 
Um, Raheem Mostert, 15 carries, 69 yards, and then Tyree Kill had a huge day with 10 catches and 160 yards. Yeah, and most of those did not come against Eli Apple, which I would have probably guessed they would have <laughs> before yeah. the game. But Awuzie, uh, man, he was getting the best of Awuzie pretty a lot of snaps. He was, he was. And I will say, in person, Tyree Kill is even faster. Like, watch Oh, him, it's bro. ridiculous, yeah. It's insane. Watching yeah, it's him. scary. Because I remember at the – I think it was the end of the first half last year in week 17, he was just – Mahomes was scrambling around, like, right before the end of half. And then all of a sudden I look up and Tyreek's at the other, like, 15-yard line. I'm like, when the heck did he get that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was just at the 50. And then, yeah, exactly. thankfully – it got knocked out. Bombell knocked the ball out, but it's you're right. It's that speed hits different in person. Yeah, and um, a big a big key for me for the Bengals win this uh, week was all three of our big three receivers all had a huge thirty plus uh, thirty plus yardage play. All three of them had thirty plus yard catch, and that's what the Bengals did last year, which made them so special. Was the big plays, and we hadn't had really any big plays all year besides the Boyd. Uh, catch last week we really hadn't had any like huge plays down the field and this last game each of our big three receivers had one of those big plays yeah i know chase's came against the backup uh corner or whatever but mm -hmm. getting the coverage they put on him was ridiculous not only did they shade the safety they had like four dbs yeah side multiple play on t against touchdown they had four dbs over to his side and only boyd was over there with him it wasn't like they were bunched with the te over to that side Exactly. It, it, it's just ridiculous, the coverage they were throwing at him. And which, people got us – here, sorry. I was going to say, which go, which plays into your point that Higgins and Boyd had have to step up, and they did. Yeah, and people got to quit disrespecting T. Higgins like that. You can't double Chase like that. You got yeah. a freak on the other side of the ball who I think – like I think Chase is a top three receiver. I think T. Higgins is a top – he might be seven or eight receiver. Like I seriously think T. Higgins is that good when he's on – yeah, I, I wouldn't put him any lower than 12th even. Yeah. Like, I think he'd be a wide receiver one on more, the, more than half the teams in the league. Yeah, pro I think yeah, I think he'd be wide receiver one on literally almost all the teams, seriously. Yeah, his talent is ridiculous, and the coaching staff just praising him for the steps he's taken this year, and you can see it so far. Like He's got more yards than Chase through four games, and he missed three quarters of one of the games. Right, like obviously the coverage they're playing to chase affects that, but yeah, Xavier Howard is no joke. Like the Dolphins had a good game plan, and Higgins just burned him. Exactly, like Xavier Howard's an elite corner in this league, and T. Higgins, I guess, is just a better receiver than he is corner. <laughs> yeah, got the got the better of him that one play for sure. What What was my prediction before the year? I think I said. What I say, twelve hundred yards, twelve touchdowns. The touchdowns was a little high, but hey, still two touchdowns, three hundred plus yards in four games. He's on pace for the yards for sure. Yeah, yeah. Since he, I mean, in the the last three games, I think he's got two hundred eighty eight yards and two touchdowns. Like that's not super far off your pace. He should have three touchdowns though. That just, he should have I three hate touchdowns. That rule. I really hate that, that rule. Yeah. So he should really be on pace for what I predicted, but you know, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna count that because it didn't count. But still. Still, <laughs> for evaluation purposes, we can count. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I thought another big factor in this game for the Bengals win 
was their uh, their ability to bend but don't break. We talked about that before the podcast. You sent me a text during the game about that. They were letting the – like the Dolphins had almost 400 yards of total offense. Like they were moving the ball down the field. But the Bengals weren't allowing anything besides field goals. The Dolphins only had one touchdown the entire game. And that was really the difference in this game, I feel like. The Bengals weren't letting them score. They'd let them get down there, get in the red zone, or get inside the 30, but they weren't letting them do anything once they got there. They were making sure that the Dolphins didn't have anything besides the dump-offs down there, and they just had to take their, their three points and not give up a touchdown. Yeah. One of them, I, I Miami fumbled. Like, Edmonds just didn't catch it. But yeah. they forced four field goal attempts, which is exactly what you were talking about. He missed one, Sanders missed one, and he missed an extra point. So, like, he was having an off day anyway. But um, it, you were right, the, the bend don't break with um, those four field goals. Dolphins actually outgained Cincinnati in, to, in total net yards by seven. Mm-hmm. That usually doesn't correlate to a two-touchdown win. So the bend don't break came up huge this week. Exactly. They really did not give up the big plays besides that one play to Tyreek Hill. Really? They weren't giving up huge plays. That one play to Tyreek Hill was disgusting. That was a great pass by Teddy Bridgewater Oh yeah, and a great catch by Tyreek Hill. But I will say one thing watching this game in person, especially I know he went down and that, that's very sad and everything, but just basing his performance when he played to a, to his arm strength is very lackluster. Like very, like if you're just watching in person, you could see how much more zip or even on TV, you could see how much more zip Burrow's ball has on it than Tua's. And Tua, and Burrow's yeah. not considered like the craziest strong arm. Like he's considered a little above average, but not like some crazy arm. Right. And like you said, respect to Tua, all due respect to Tua. Um, Bridgewater played better than Tua did straight up. He did. And I said that on the last podcast. I didn't think it was much of a drop-off from Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. If Teddy Bridgewater has those weapons around him, I don't think it's that much of a drop-off. Yeah, like if you want to go by ESPN stats, Bridgewater had more yards per attempt. He had the touchdown. He had a better QBR, and he had a better quarterback rating. Like yeah. that, That's pretty more yards. I mean, it's just – He has a better arm, too. Yeah. And it, it's he just, can throw the ball better down the field. Like that pass to Tyreek Kill, too, it can't make. Yeah, like he really he, can't. He, yeah, it, like, like we said, all due respect to Tua, but I think the Dolphins' chances may have actually gotten better when Bridgewater came in the game. Mm-hmm. It, that arm strength, <laughs> that should have been an easy touchdown for Tyreek. That ball Von Bell picked off should have been an easy touchdown for Tyreek Hill, but it was so yeah. underthrown that he couldn't, he couldn't, he had no chance. I Even was, if he uh... managed to catch it, he was toast. Yeah, exactly. And I watched the highlights back once I got home. Like, I watched the highlights from the game. And, like, some of those throws he was making were just some ducks. Like, he throws some slow-moving footballs. Like, those things sit in the air for a long time. Like, seriously, he does not have much of an arm. Yeah, I mean, he's pinpoint accuracy. Like, that throw to Gusecki on third down was just beautiful. But it sometimes... When the facing a secondary as good as Cincinnati's, which you know they don't have a ton of like superstars, but they're really solid across the board. They communicate well. They've got the chemistry. It's you need some of that zip to beat to make to capitalize on their mistakes. Yeah, exactly. And I'm really curious to see. Let's just random, but I'm really curious to see how Tua ages. 
for sure because he has yeah. like drew Brees's arm at age 40 at age 24. like seriously in terms of his arm strength he really doesn't have much arm strength yeah he really he he just he doesn't you saw the shortcomings of his game he's still a good quarterback i think he's yeah, still he a starting is. nfl quarterback bridgewater is too but yeah you saw the shortcomings the Bengals were able to kind of expose that before he got hurt yeah i'm really interested to see on the dolphin side how long tua will be out and they really shouldn't like pressure him and force him to get get healthy because like bridgewater can hold it down until he's back fully healthy make sure he's good to go and not going to risk anything again right i know they just put him in concussion protocol and the nflpa fired the that fired the doctor. yeah so yeah there's a i wouldn't be surprised if they hold him out next week too just to out of an abundance of caution even if no other reason just the the pr battle they would lose <laughs> if, yeah. if he's really if he's borderline i guarantee they just keep him out for the just pr because they're getting rocked on social media i i think he will be out honestly next week i don't think they're gonna risk that publicity honestly i just yeah. don't really see the dolphins doing that at this point yeah two and five days usually requires a lot longer recovery time anyway so yeah yeah i'm with you there but this was just a a good win for the bengals can you give me something like we haven't talked about yet that you really thought was just excellent from the bengals this game Let's see. We, what do we talk about? We talked about the receiving. Talked about the Ben don't break. I thought um, Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt, man, these linebackers are balling out to start this season. I'm really impressed. Like the third mm -hmm. and inches the Dolphins had, Wilson just blasted right through, right through the gap and got the running back to force fourth down. Like that was a huge play. He had a, a um, and then Jermaine Pratt coming back with nine tackles. It, it just it they played extremely well and i think they they've gotten off to a really hot start part of the reason this defense looks so good yeah um they they looked excellent they tackled well they played good mm -hmm. coverage and they just yeah they've been all around really good linebackers to start this season uh i wanted to talk a little bit about burrow uh, his performance. I thought he looked really good, really comfortable in the pocket. The offensive line was excellent. We need to talk about that real quick. Yep. Excellent performance by the offensive line. Such a difference. And you can tell how much more free-flowing this offense is when the offensive line is playing good. And this was like a last-year Bengals game, in my opinion. The offense wasn't great all the time at all, but they had massive plays, which made up for it. Right. And they had the ability to make those plays because the offensive line could actually hold up and Burrow give Burrow time this game. Yeah, I think I saw the stat. He had 22 clean dropbacks out of 31, which way better than what they had been doing. It was Still, more than that. It was more than that. It was only uh, seven. He was only seven pressures. Only seven pressures, hurries. Yeah. yeah. That's that's okay. Yeah. So 24 because he had 31 pass attempts. It was, um, yeah, it was 25 out of 32 because he got sacked once. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. The sack, but still only, only one sack this game. Like they, yeah. the first two weeks they had 13 and the last two weeks they've had three. Like I'll take three over two games. Like that's fine. Mm -hmm. It's still, still not great, but it's about middle of the pack, which is just all they need to be because they put 27 on the board and that we're, we're saying the offense still doesn't look like it's clicking right. Totally. 
Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. They just came up with more big plays this game, honestly. It still yeah. wasn't like they were just moving the ball methodically down the field, just 10 yards, 12 yards, like dicing them up. They weren't really doing that at all. Yeah, except for the first drive. I thought the play calling was a lot better, except for like a couple just head scratchers. What was that pitch play? We talked about it last week. Down. Yeah. What are these inside pitch plays? What are these calls? I don't I, get them. I don't either. And Taylor, even at the press conference, said that he wouldn't have called that play again if he had that scenario to do over. Well, you did it again. Like, what are you yes. talking about? Just run something else. Run a bootleg what with Burrow that? for all I care. Like, just, yeah. I know Collins Give them a chance. Blocked. Like, I know Collins missed his block on that. That play never it, works, though. It, it, it never, never works. It doesn't. It never works. It really doesn't. And the way Mixon it, was running, I would have yeah. I would have given it to, you know, play action something. Like, try to and, hit Hurst. Try to hit Hurst on a leak like you did on the last mm -hmm. drive. Something. just Or Wilcox, even, with the <laughs> Yeah, literally. Down. Yeah, like, just anything else. And when it does work, it's like it's because somebody breaks a ton of tackles. That's the only time that like, and Mixon's yeah. been struggling to break tackles. So why? I just yeah. don't understand these pitch plays, where the running back doesn't even have momentum to the outside. They pitch it just backwards and expect him to go to. Who the hell can get a first down on that? It's the <laughs> worst play call. You, it even would be better if you like faked it to Chase and then pitched it out to to mix in at that point, like at least try to fool the defense a little bit like that. Uh, it's, and, and uh, it's puzzling. I really don't get it in person. That play looked deep way worse than it did on TV. I saw it on TV in person. <laughs> in person. It looked awful. I literally saw it. And I was like, Oh my God. Like as soon as I ran, I said, that's not working. I literally said that to my girlfriend. As soon as I saw the pitch, I was like, Oh God, Literally in, in person, it looked like he like was like eight yards short. Like I don't know, it just looked so bad. Yeah, I was and I, I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh my, what even is that play?" Yeah, I, it never. I think it's worked once out of the like million times they've ran it. And I get chewing the clock and everything, like you want to run the ball, but obviously they had some success in the first half running the ball. They really did. Early yeah, they on, they did have some six. Success. First drive, especially. But why do you go straight after that? Like when you're in the fourth quarter, not straight out of that, but when you're in the fourth quarter, you haven't had any success running the ball at all. And you're still on third and goal from like the three. You run the ball. What are you doing? You're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah I don't. I really don't get it. It's, it's, it's still a little too predictable. And I think part of it goes back to Joe Mixon's tipping, but it, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. You do the same thing so many times. People catch on to it. You need to adjust, and they they haven't. Yeah, if you're playing against the Bengals, first down. Oh, inside handoff to Joe Mixon for one yard. Yeah. Like, it's partially Mixon's, don't get me wrong, it's partially Mixon's fault not breaking tackles. But it's a lot harder to get break tackles when you can't even get going first. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I just... like. It's a lot harder to break tackles when you're like it's so predictable. You're getting hit as soon as you get it. You know what I mean? Like if you're, it's a lot easier to break tackles if you're already on the run. If you're not on the run though, it's a lot harder to throw off some, throw somebody off of you. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it it is. I don't. It's a combination of both. Just yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, yeah.
Because the run blocking still isn't great. The pass blocking was much better, but the run blocking is still very iffy. Yeah, the run blocking definitely needs to be better. And the play calling in general has gotten better It because weeks one and two, like, it felt really predictable. Yeah. Like, exactly. I could sit home and predict it. So it's better from that standpoint that I can't just totally key on. Now I might be able to, now that I know what Mixon looks like for each play. Yeah. Uh, but it... It's the stuff is better. There's still a ways to go. And they still put up 27 on a good team. Yeah. Like, there's a so much potential here. Yeah. It's just frustrating because it, it should be so much better. <laughs> and that should tell you something, though. We're still not playing great whatsoever. And we're we're 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. And we just and beat the could be best team. Eat definitely 100% should be 3-1. and one. Yeah. And... Could definitely easily beat Forno. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we got a big game. It's Sunday night football next Sunday, right? Yeah, against the Ravens, which I was a lot more confident in before Reader got hurt. But we'll see. Prime time, two weeks in, in a row. Hell, if they win that game, they seriously could be first in the division by that time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if, actually. If, if the Ravens lose to the Bills this weekend, they're second in the division. Yeah, and even if the <laughs> Ravens win and they beat the Ravens, Unless the Browns continue to win, then they would still be first in the division. Yeah. It's crazy, it, like, how fast yeah. that can change and everything. Because if, if they can get out of Baltimore with a win, like, their schedule the next four games after that, it's not difficult. Like, it's no. like New Orleans. We're like, talking about five and four. They could be seven and two. They really could. Like, they really possibly could. Yeah. Like, it, there's a real the chance. And if they don't, they still could go in six and three to the bye. Like, after mm -hmm. that, they've got the Saints in New Orleans, which Jameis is hurt right now. They've got the We'd be facing – yeah. we, we constantly face Andy. All three years he's been on a different team, we're going to face him. God, yeah. <laughs> but um, I kind of low-key hope Jameis is healthy by that point because he's easier to, to turn over. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. Andy, I just – I feel like he might play good just because it's the Bengals. And he's a backup quarterback. Yep. <laughs> exactly. That, that really is crazy, though. Three years in a row, he's been in the NFC, and he's going to play the Bengals on three different teams each year. That's weird. That is, it's. Really I think weird. that's what he's doing. He's just signing, just making sure the team plays the Bengals because Andy always ends up being the starter at some point. Next year, even if he's he signed as the backup. Up. Yeah. <laughs> even if he's, even if he's, uh, like signed as the backup, he ends up as the starter at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he like does. It really does. Yeah, and Chicago was because Fields wasn't ready. Like, we're seeing now very clearly that Fields wasn't ready. Dallas, Dak just got hurt, and now Jameis is hurt. So he'll come in and start for Seattle early in the season before their rookie's ready. <laughs> we'll he's, Seattle early season. He's the new Fitz Magic. There you go. <laughs> he's just like, if you see Andy Dalton as your backup, you know you're fucked. He's coming in at some point. There you go. That's exactly it. <laughs> but um, what's your what's your overall outlook on them going forward? Do you think uh, you think this team is as good as we thought before the year? Until they figure some other stuff out, maybe not. But as long as I keep seeing improvements, I see no reason they can't get there. Exactly. Exactly. Progress week by week is important. And if you can string together wins while you're making improvements, that's even better. Yeah. I am worried about Lamar Jackson a lot more than I was before the start of the season. Like I knew he was like 
you know, MVP caliber, whatever. Like, not but he was like, he didn't have a good really year good. last year. He but didn't have a good year last he year. Have, he did have a bit of a down year last year, and they like they whooped him last year. Like they they handled him both times, and now he's just found another level. Like he's better than he was his MVP season. Oh yeah, he's he's for all the disrespect he gets, he's an elite pocket passer, and the stats tell you that. Yeah, like he's, oh, he's not any so joke. Better. He's not a joke, but uh, in the pocket or anything, like he's a really good yeah. pocket passer. Yeah, as crazy as it is trading away Hollywood Brown, I think the Ravens actually upgraded their receivers this offseason. Yeah, they, they really did. Bateman looks elite. Like, he Duvernay's, looks like he's going to be a star, and Duvernay's improved a lot. And Mark Andrews is, like, best tight end in the NFL right now. Sorry, Travis Kelsey, but I think it's yeah. right now. Yeah, they look, they look good. Yeah. But at the same time, I do think they're going to lose to the Bills on Sunday. <laughs> I don't see I the think, Bills losing two in a row. Yeah, they've got right a, now. a pissed off team right now. They're, they're and the Bills are the most talented team in the league. So yeah, agreed. I, I just I don't know. I think the Bills are going to win that, and I think the Ravens and Bengals are going to head into that game two and two. I would that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think think they actually that's that's what I would I think is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what you that wouldn't okay. surprise. Okay, never not, mind. That's yeah, what I think. Not, not surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what I, my prediction is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't do you got anything else really to talk about? Anything else you want to cover here? Um we haven't been talking that much, but I mean there's really not that much to talk about get, about this last game. Like they played really good. There's not as much to be negative about. We told you what we are negative about, but what was the Ring of Honor ceremony like? Were you there for that? Like were you in seat in time for that? Uh yeah, I was. It was pretty cool. I was seeing Willie finally and uh Isaac Curtis finally get their due. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to watch. Um I don't know. I didn't see all of it, but I was there for some of it, and yeah, it was really cool to watch. Cool. Yeah. Um yeah. the stadium was rocking see, though. I say I heard it was a, it was a stadium like, record. Yeah, it was attendance. more than a Raiders game. So congrats, you've been to a more highly attended Bengals game than I have. <laughs> yeah. And like I didn't have the greatest seats in the world, but they still like I could see everything. Still, exactly. It wasn't it wasn't horrible. Like I'd much rather sit where I was sitting high up, but like towards the middle than like like at one end zone. I don't really like that view as much. I don't know. It's just harder to see on the other end. Yeah. Like um <laughs> like for reference at the Raiders game, like I was behind the end zone where Pratt picked them off. But okay, um, that's sick though. That yeah, that was really cool. Um, but that other end zone is where the the whistle touchdown happened at the end of the second half. And on my yeah. end, we, we couldn't hear the whistle. Like we didn't know whistle had been blown. So when they're coming over saying the ruling on the field is the touchdown, we're like, uh, yeah, was there any? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, was there anything reason it shouldn't have been? Like, <laughs> yeah, why are you announcing this? Right. So there there are advantages I think to being on the end zone. Like it was freezing with the wind blowing there too. But um. Yeah, I would have been able to hear that if I was on like the the thirty yard line or something. <laughs> it was it was freezing last game er, uh, on Thursday. Like it was freezing, even though it was only like yeah. fifty degrees. I swear it felt thirty. Like I was uh, so cold. Yeah, the the Raiders game was. God, God, I got I was sick for a week after that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like, that's my allergies are like I feel like a little stuffy, and I think that's what it's from because like I don't know, I feel kind of sick. A little bit, just like from the weather. Did that just happen? Sorry, Rutgers 
did an onside kick against Ohio State for some reason. It's seven to nothing. It? It's set no Ohio State got it. <laughs> so Rutgers is up seven nothing. Yeah, Ohio State muffed a punt. Oh shit! <laughs> and Rutgers went and took it in, but I that I dumb, but okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry for the side tangent, but um, yeah, that stadium looked incredible. Yeah, the sound coming through the TV. It, it, you could, I could only imagine being a player down there because Miami had to burn two timeouts in that that first half. It was loud in there. Um, the only thing is, you have to stand the entire game at that game. Like you mm -hmm. couldn't sit, or you're not going to be able to see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. you want to sit down and watch. You know, like if it's just like first down from the Bengals twenty-five, you want to sit down for a second. Mm -hmm. No, 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 you got to stand. <laughs> yeah, we tried to sit during the halftime show, and <laughs> the Raiders came and. Oh, those seats were freezing. Like we just <laughs> stood up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right. Um, you got anything else to add here? I think think that's everything. We'll have another episode out later this week covering our preview for the Bengals uh Ravens uh Sunday night football game, probably next Thursday. We can do an episode twos. Well, when's the red season end? Their last game is Thursday. Okay, Thursday. So we can do it. We'll have another episode the next weekend to like recap the red season and everything. We'll do that full episode on that and everything. So be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, without further ado, we'll see you guys next episode. And yeah, see you guys. See y'all.